0: Out beyond ideas of wrongdoing and rightdoing, there is a field. I'll meet you there. When the soul lies down in that grass, the world is too full to talk about. Ideas, language, even the phrase each other does make sense. Hi everyone. It made to my surprise when I opened my laptop on 16 October last year to see an email from Lauren Bryant, the content and community manager for Trent, the CEO of Wellness Force Media in America. She informed me that they heard my podcast with Eric Allison about holotropic breathwork. They were interested in my work and inquired about Joss being a guest on Meet Me in the Field. Obviously, I immediately did some research on Wellness Force Media, liked what I saw, and moved forward on setting up the appointment. It took us four months to make the interview happen, but make it happen, we did. Part of the reason was that Joss relocated from California to Texas during those four months. I am very happy that Josh and I got to do this talk. He had an amazing life up until now, moving from porn and food addiction through three spiritual awakenings to finding Wellness Force Media and doing wonderful work in this strange and interesting world. If you want to know more about Wellness Force Media, Josh and his work, please find him on his website www.wellnessforce.com. While you're there, make use of his generous free offer with regards to his M21 program. This podcast is supported by Orangutans in the Field, the podcast where Maribe and I talk about life stuff, how it impacts our mental health, and how we deal with it. Catch this unedited, raw, sometimes heart eating, but always blatantly on this podcast on Anchor FM and Iono FM. Please also look out for information on my book, Life and Non, a 12-step guide to life for non-addicts. You can find it by following the link from the right of my homepage, www.fredi.org.za, it costs 300 rand without postage. You can order from me in my shop at www.freddyshop.co.za. This is Joss' story. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Mr. Joss Trent, welcome to Meet Me in the Field.
1: Well, it's nice to meet you in the field. Thank you for having me here <laughs> in the field.
0: I think I think between us, there is a lot more water than field.
1: <laughs> I think so, yes.
0: <laughs> so you are based in Texas.
1: Austin, Texas. We just moved Austin. here a couple months ago. Yeah, we just went through a massive snowstorm. So yes. that was interesting.
0: I was actually wondering because I sent you an email this morning, my morning, saying that I'm just I'm just confirming that we're chatting and then I I didn't hear anything back and I thought I wonder if you've got electricity <laughs> so,
1: so we got it back yeah
0: so when you pumped up I thought okay you're back so were you actually without electricity as well we
1: were yeah we were for how long it was it was it was very unexpected just for about a half a day okay but it was it was uh traumatic to say the least to the community because you know people that aren't prepared for something and this goes for either geography or emotional intelligence if you're not prepared for something it can activate all your old programs and show you where you're not strong Mm. and that's okay right so it's the same kind of awareness i think austin had as a city you know they got woken up to where they're not strong
0: okay well you must come to africa we we have regular what they call load shedding, which i think they call rolling blackouts in other countries when, when there's sort of electricity. So we're very, 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 very used to not having electricity for parts of our day, which is very frustrating because you have to really yeah. plan around not having electricity.
1: Sure, I can, yeah. I can
0: imagine. So let's dive in with an interesting question. Why relocate from California to Texas? And I'm asking that only because I am my husband got a job in California. So, we've been sitting since June last year, waiting to get to America. And a few weeks ago on the Monday, my husband let me know, kind of, I got my visa approved. And on the Tuesday, Joe Biden said, South Africa, with the strain you've got of COVID, you are not coming into the country. <laughs> so, mm. we're still stuck here. <laughs> yes. Nine yes. months later. So, and, 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 you know, and there's a lot of companies relocating from California to, to Texas. And I'm afraid by the time I get to California, it's going to be empty.
1: <laughs> Possibly. Yeah, there was a couple of reasons you know, the the first one was that I have a son on the way. And so we wanted to be in a place where it was really imagined in my psyche and in my partner's psyche. And just from the things that we see in the world that are happening, one of the best places to raise a family. And then on top of that, too, I was very turned off by what was happening in California from the aspect of forced mask wearing, potential forced vaccinations, and just honestly a system of control that didn't feel good. That's how I could sum it up. Um, The state government there is very corrupt. The California governor made an incredible amount of money, millions and millions of dollars uh, in purchasing masks way before the vaccines ever were brought into the public consciousness. He also um, has been caught not wearing his mask (laughs) in public in dinners. It's the French laundry event that'll be all over. The, the news for quite some time and really etched in the history books of just how silly that we think we really are uh, to be so much in our ego that we can stand in the face of mother nature and tell her that we know better than she does. I mean, what an absolute catastrophe and what an absolute learning curve for human beings to really take a look in the mirror and say, wow. How much has my ego controlled uh, the old school patriarchy capitalistic model? How much has my ego and my wounded ego controlled women being a certain way, having a certain amount of money, having a certain amount of children is their worth, women's beauty is their worth, uh, men's financial capacity is our worth. These are all old adages of a very sick model of being in the world. That I think we're all waking up from. But of course, in order for us to get well, we have to vomit. We have to throw it up. And so I think we're all throwing up this this old school harmful aspect of patriarchy that that is really um, hurting us. And I think yeah. the, the greatest example of that was this virus that, by the way, was man-made, <laughs> speaking of patriarchy. <laughs> uh, and it was delivered as a form of control. And we uh-huh. have people like Bill Gates that are coming in and telling us what he thinks is best. He thinks is best. And he gives almost $400 million a year to the CDC yeah. and to groups that benefit from his, from his viewpoints. Yeah. So in, in, a, in a long story, what I'm trying to shortly communicate to you, Freddie, is we moved because we were tired of uh, the, the realms of control, the tentacles of control, okay. telling us what we should do with our own bodies. Yeah. And that's okay. why we moved.
0: Is this your first little one on, the, on its way?
1: Yes oh congratulations and and
0: how 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 long do we still have to wait until the arrival
1: uh four months four months
0: cool so you still have some time to prep are you are you feeling ready for this
1: (laughs) no i mean to a point to a point yes you know i'm 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 as ready as i will ever be i think like financially and a lot of clean out has been happening from uh my grandfather and my father and really all the men in my lineage you know yeah I, I consider myself to be the chosen one. And I don't say that from my ego. Like I consider myself to be the chosen one because I am here to heal the generational pain for all the men. Yes. And I, and I take on that responsibility
0: very, and that's Very fine. important. Somebody, somebody needs to say the the, the buck stops. here. I take responsibility that's right. I'm going to stop it. So that's right. you are the CEO of wellness force media. Tell us a little bit about, about, about that.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a curious, I'm a curious man. Uh, I'm a curious man. Who's always been interested in what I felt since I was a little boy. And that is how do we live our life? Well, I mean, that is the, the, the sole question that I am always asking every single day. And it's actually, um, the mission of our company, you know, our wellness force media as a company is here to help humans discover physical and emotional intelligence so they can live their life well. And that is both the question and the statement that we represent in the world, because it's been my learning curve, Freddie. You know, I, I my story started when my mom was manic bipolar and I was brought into the world with some unique challenges. My dad left Ooh. home when I was two months old. Uh, I, w- I was in an incubator for the first two weeks of my life. I was born premature. So I came in with like a lot of contrast, Whoa. you know, a lot of, yeah. a lot of contrast. And so I, I didn't know how to manage the way that I felt with all this stress as what, what child would I found this drug called food, Ooh, ate yum. a lot of food, right? Sugar. Cause food's really good at pushing down emotions. <laughs> we don't want to feel that's what food is really good at. Yeah. So that led me to then being so uh, disgusted really with how I felt in my body that by the time I was 21, I was 280 pounds. I was in this relationship. I didn't love. I was in a career I didn't love. I was a Mercedes Benz technician. And so I got to this place where I was like, well, I know that I want something else, but I know it ain't here.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and I'll never forget, Freddie, I was at a party drinking and I had a little beer cup, you know, the beer pong games where people play drinking yes. games. And I'm 21 years old and I just look down at my belly and I'm just like, I hate myself. Oh my word. Like I actually, actually hate myself. I don't love myself at all. Mm-hmm. And so it was the quest for love that allowed me to slam the cup down and run home drunk three miles open up a computer. And I think I typed in like, how do I be healthy? And that led me on an 18 month journey to to sell everything I own, move to Hawaii, be in the beautiful waters of Hawaii and like Mm. swimming, literally swimming with dolphins and turtles and surfing and hiking and fishing and just enjoying the the beautiful feminine energy of, of Hawaii. And out there I found personal training. And then when I found personal training, that's what really led me to wellness force. You know, fitness is a gateway to wellness. A lot of people, they want to live their life well, but There's so much complexity in modern day wellness that there's no template. There's no five-step process. There's no easy way to do it. Being well is simple, but it's not easy. So that's what I learned in in Mm. being a trainer and helping people and coaching 10,000 hours with clients. And then um, had a dark night of the soul, (laughs) went back to corporate America, wanted the safe route, and then um, got my ass handed to me by God in spirit, who then tested my resolve if my dream was real. And um, when I found out my dream was real, that's what allowed me to create Wellness Force and Wellness Force Media. Awesome.
0: And how long have you been going now?
1: Six years since the podcast started. Okay. But then then about, this is the cool part, 10 years ago, I purchased the URL. Ah. But it took me four years of going through my own hero's journey to summon the courage and really understand what self-love even is. To be able to pull the trigger and be courageous enough. And really to be audacious enough to have my own business. I mean, being an entrepreneur is not for everyone.
0: I, I went through the same thing when I, I got my counseling qualification. And I just, I just couldn't see myself working for myself, having my own company, being my own boss. It's, it's just not something I've ever envisioned. So I ended up in awful, awful jobs. I was eventually taught I was I was building somebody else's dream and giving up on my own. And 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 it took me getting retrenched, getting laid off, and realizing that at the age of 50, I'm not going to find another job. And I've got a qualification. I need I, I can do this. And and it was it was fate that, that pushed me to do this. And I am now the happiest, the happiest little bunny I've ever been in my life. I'm my own boss. I counsel clients, I have a podcast, I've written two books, I a recovery program, I help other people. And how awesome is that? And, and yes. I've robbed myself of, of that amazing, amazing ability. So I've listened to a few of your podcasts and you speak to very, very interesting people of
1: a wide range of fields. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where, where do you find that where do I find them you know to be honest they find me like I'm at this stage in the game where I just hold myself to a certain standard when it comes to trading energy with someone and so like this time we have TA on the podcast we'll never get it back and so that is our most finite most illustrious most beautiful resource is time and so many of us waste truly waste so much time um, searching in the wrong caves, in the wrong categories. And so I did that for a long part of my life. And I think as you can attest to this as a emotional health professional, most people are wounded in a place where it's dark. That's why Jung calls it the shadow. Yeah. So if we all knew how to heal, well, we'd probably be running towards the shadow and healing it. But it takes facilitation and guidance and really to to talk about your question, it takes an intuitive faculty to know what type of conversation, what type of direction, what type of um, path that you're going to spend with someone, how you're going to invest your time with someone. And, And what I think about time is the way I invest it with you or the way I invest it with a relationship, it truly is an investment. And so I think my guests understand that, that when they invest their time with me, that I'm really prepared and I really care about the message they're conveying and I've done my diligence to see who they are, what they do, what they stand for and how they serve. And once I understand that, if it resonates with me, well, then I'm going to have a really beautiful facilitated conversation with them. And if it doesn't resonate with me, then I'm not going to have them on the show. And if they come on the show and it doesn't resonate, then I won't put out the episode because yeah. I'm not going to stand behind messages that don't feel good in my nervous system. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's how we all come together in this wacky 3D world. where <laughs> We're all just making sense of it all, right? We've, sense-making is what humans do, but mm-hmm. we get so caught in our heads. I, I, I close the gap between head and heart because that's my work in the world. Like my work is also my mission. My mission is my mess. My mess is my mission. The very thing that you, I don't know you too much. I'm getting to know you now. The very thing that all of us struggle with or still continue to receive lessons upon is our is our gift to the world. That's how we yeah. become so good at it is because spirit makes us practice sharpening that intuitive sword every day.
0: Yes, yes. And that's interesting. It's through one of my podcasts that, that you guys connected with me, which was a podcast that I did on breathwork. Mm. And that brings me to, to you and breathwork. Where and how did you get introduced to it? And, and why do you think it resonated with you?
1: Well, we all know that whenever we're angry at our partners or when we're just angry in general, we're coming from fear. What's the first thing we do? We go like this. <gasps> you know, we hold, we hold our breath. We Mm -hmm. hold our breath. Um, And and, and holding your breath is the opposite of expression. Well, what's the opposite of expression? It's depression. So when you're on an energetic level depressed, odds are you are not breathing correctly. That is actually a number one symptom of depression is do you feel out of breath throughout the day? Truly, do you feel out of breath? And that was my case in 2016, really in the beginning stages of this podcast, this Wellness Force podcast. I had had a massive spiritual awakening. I, I had an ayahuasca ceremony that just cracked me wide open in 2015 and then mm-hmm. subsequently broke up with uh, my girlfriend at the time, then had to put my mom in a mental home and then six mm. months later got fired from a job that wasn't of service to my soul anyways. So yeah. it's like everything you could imagine just hit the oh. fan in a year. It was like boom, 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 boom. And this is all in the beginning year of me launching the podcast. So needless to say, I needed to find a tool that could make me cope, really, which is the opposite of what we all need. Coping strategies are temporary. It's real integration that heals us, that allows us to withstand anything. Coping strategies are temporary. And something I really want to point out to people, breath is both a coping strategy and a healing modality. So there's, uh, there's three types of breath work that I found. And I found it because of what I'm sharing with you, my own journey of like, how do I deal with all this stress? How do I deal with the fact that I feel like I can't breathe in the world? I feel like I can't take a breath Mm. because of all these mental programs that are just running on autopilot stress. And what if and uncertainty? So if you are listening to me and you're feeling like that, just know like your breath is a bridge between your trigger and your authentic self, your fear and your love. The breath is the bridge. You know, if we can, it resets everything. Now, if we can do that six times inhale strong through the nose, exhale light through the mouth six times, wow. I mean, the amount of power that we can, the amount of love that we can use in a moment is so much more powerful because we're actually inspiring ourselves. You know, in Latin it's called inspiritus, right? Ah. So to breathe, to breathe is actually to inspire life. Okay. And how I found it was my own journey of like really not knowing what to do. You know, pornography was a huge addiction I struggled with for 25 years. Um, Another addiction that I struggled with was like promiscuity and, and lots of sex with women that I didn't really love. And I was just, filling a hole. And so by the time I got to my real spiritual awakening and I couldn't use those other things anymore, I couldn't look at a screen. I couldn't use other people. I really had to look within. And when I started to look within, what came up for me was my breath. It's literally what came up, <laughs> you know, like taking, it's, it's what came up. So I started to learn from masters, you know, like Niraj Nake and, and Soma Breath in Thailand for 30 days. And then learning from Dan Brule and, and learning from Gwen Payne in Sedona and Anahata Ananda and just piecing together all the different teachers that I was feeling called to because I myself was the student. You can't teach anyone on a road you haven't walked. So yeah. that's what led me to the breath. And then after my journeys to Costa Rica and Thailand and uh, Arizona and Sedona and just really like across across the world, actually, it's it's cool. I'm reflecting in this moment to you. Like I did. I really forgot that. Like I traveled the planet <laughs> figuring out what are people actually doing with the breath yeah. that moves the needle for people to feel at home in their bodies? And when I say at home in your body, like that you actually have a sensation both both psychosomatically physiologically that like you're at home and it's a yeah. safe place to be is at home
0: reflect to me what i've what i've got you here, let, let's get some free advice <laughs> i
1: i hate work <laughs> ah. i can't stand it. it what do you hate about it I don't know. So my okay.
0: first introduction to it was, what was was it called? Holotropic?
1: Oh, well, that's probably why you hate it's, it. So, so <laughs> you that, got introduced the wrong way.
0: The, the, that I did twice. Yeah. And I liked the end result of it. I, I liked the fact that a lot of stuff, a lot of emotions were released. A lot of things came out. A lot of insights came to me during that process yes. that I loved. But the, 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 the action of doing the, the breath, I found it Absolutely exhausting, really? and yeah. and even even every morning when I do my meditation, and I have a choice of of maybe doing breathing meditation, that would be the last meditation I go to. Even just sitting to calm myself down, it, it it's really mm. it's really something that that doesn't come naturally to me. And I'm an asthma sufferer because I um, I'm allergic to cats, which I've got ah. four of. Um, so, so, so that that's possibly not, not, not a good way to, to, to start. So my question is, how is it possible that, that that I don't like something that I need to do to live?
1: <laughs> Wonderful. What a great question. There And there's a lot of nuance there too. What I heard from you is that there's a physical sensation because of your uh, allergy to cats um, that maybe it's challenging for you to breathe through your nose specifically. Is that true?
0: Yeah. I
1: dealt dealt with chronic sinusitis for the majority of my life, and there is an energetic component to this. Whether you look at Chinese medicine or not, the mind and the body mirror each other, so the body can't live without the mind, vice versa. So a lot of the things that we deal with from an allergy perspective or just a psychosomatic perspective are what um, alternative and modern medicine have recognized, that is psychoneuroimmunology. And psychoneuroimmunology is where literally your thoughts create things, your thoughts create conditions. It's, it's where a lot of cancer comes from. It's where a lot of allergies come from. It's where a lot of disease comes from. So I would initially, if I were giving you advice, which you asked me for, <laughs> I, don't give I don't give unsolicited advice. I would take a deep emotional inventory of why you choose to bring cats into your home knowing that you have an allergy. I would go right to that first. And I would go deep with you there. And then secondly, I would work on taking care of the nasal passageways so that you can properly do the breath. Maybe you I have a space. All the coconut
0: after where... my life doesn't exactly help with that.
1: <laughs> exactly. That doesn't help either. So maybe you have a space in your home that's, that's, um, allergen free. Maybe you have a room where the cats are not allowed and you have a purifier in there and you burn sage. By the way, in our breathe program, we talk about this sage actually, um, right here. Um, now I know not in video, but just everyone imagines sage, right? Okay, burning I've sage, seen those before. Burning sage disinfects the air of allergens and pathogens up to 99%. Now you have to douse the room. I mean, you really have to douse yeah. the room, but when you do that, um, you're able to breathe pure air. And so I would say that's the first thing. The second thing is I would do a breathing assessment with you. I would figure out if you're a vertical breather or if you're a horizontal breather. I learned this from Dr. Belisa Vranich. Okay. If you're a vertical breather, when you breathe in on your breath work, it means that your shoulders go up and down. We don't want that. We want you to breathe through your belly, through your diaphragm. And so I would cue you to lay on your back and place something five to 10 pounds, maybe a sack of sand or water on your stomach. And I would cue you to have a posture and a breathing mechanism that is your afferent and efferent nerves feeding your brain to your stomach and say, as I take this deep breath, I'm imagining a, a balloon behind my belly button I'm laying on my back and as that balloon expands, I'm gonna push that sandbag or that bottle of water up to the ceiling. And when I let go, I'm gonna exhale through my mouth and I'm gonna watch it fall. We have to cue and train your nervous system and your biology to properly breathe. Okay. Then you're gonna enjoy breath work a lot more. I would start with you there and then I would have to monitor you. Well, let,
0: let's hope I get to California soon so that I can make a trip down <laughs> to Houston.
1: Texas. Or one of the cool <laughs> things, one of the cool things in the breathe breath and wellness program is that we we walk people through how to identify how they're breathing. Right. That's part okay. of the program yeah. in the first week. It's a three week program. Is that the, um, M2, the M21 program? No, the M21 is actually it's a program in itself, but I gave it away because I'm just a giver. Um, awesome. I gave it away. It's six practices. There's two components to how people can, can really dig into this breath work. And, and the first component is the M21 system. Now with M21, it's six practices that I kept hearing in over 400 shows. I kept hearing the same information from all these world-class leaders. And I was like, okay, let me synthesize 400 of the world's <laughs> greatest leaders in, in health and wellness and spirituality. What are they doing? What are they actually doing? in their lives. And how can I replicate that for my own? And that's where these six practices came from. So if you wanna learn from the really the best speakers, the best wellness practitioners, the best alternative healers, doctors on the planet, the six phases of the program are literally coming from these men and women's psyche in their lives. And so breath is part of that. And so it's wellnessforce.com forward slash M21. It's six practices. Really what it's designed for is two things. It's designed to give you energy, through the breath and through these practices, but it's also designed to teach you how to let go of old weight and both fat for your body and and weight for your mind. So letting mm-hmm. go of old weight is physical and emotional. Yeah. And so that's how you can get into the the I guess you could say our ecosystem for free. And yeah. then from there, there's some special deals where you can get the breathe program at half off.
0: Yeah. I think I definitely need to need to sign up for that M21 because I'm the heaviest I've ever been in my life. And by the recognition of oh my word, I am so heavy and of pure disappointment, I ate two packets of chips. <laughs> because that that's where I go to. I, I go and find comfort in, in things that are not necessarily good for me. <laughs> that, sure, sure. That, that, that's the way Freddy Freddie operates. And, and and the your question about the cats, why would you invite cats into your into your space if you know you're you're allergic to them? Um and i think i've always been a self-harmer <laughs> so, so, and 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 i think they call it what looking for love in all the wrong places <laughs> yes yes so tell me about the 21 day guided breath and wellness program
1: well this is unique because you know in a week you can have a great understanding of how you live your life uh, if you take an inventory of like how do i start my day what are the first 21 minutes of my day look like that's a beautiful place to start so if anybody's feeling overwhelmed Start with the M21. But then from there, gosh, in three weeks, you can use this autonomic or automatic. It's the only part of our nervous system. Within the central nervous system, there is this lever. And the lever is called the ANS, the Autonomic Nervous System. Autonomic means automatic. Like right now, you're not thinking about blinking. You're not thinking about breathing. You're not thinking yeah. about digesting your food or beating your own heart. But it's all happening, Freddie. <laughs> it's all happening, right? So there's stuff that happens yeah. that, that run in the background. Breath is the same way. But this is the coolest thing. In three weeks, you can learn how to pull the lever of your breath so that you're not a victim to your stress anymore. True breath work is about transcending victimhood. That's what breath does for you. It gives you the fuel, the inspiritus, right? It inspires you to be the hero in your story. And I don't mean some kind of social media meme where it's like, be the hero. What I mean is literally going through, and this is what we talk about in the program, your acute stress, which is fight or flight, in traffic, public speaking, relationship fights, breath work for mothers, breath work for relationship, breath work for father, like there's very specific breathing modalities that science backs up that cue your nervous system for either focused attention or to relax and and renew. And so we talk about this where when you have your acute stress moments, what are the types of breath that's going to reset you so you can be loving in that moment instead of being an asshole. (laughs) So if this resonates with anyone, this program's for you. And then the second, the second phase is our meditation breathing. So meditation breathing is proactive breath. This is where you're like, uh, giving your system nutrients, right? So you meditate Freddie in the mornings when you meditate, you, you most likely always feel better than when you started. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So breath is the same way, but but we got to do it properly. And so we, we cue that. And then the third, you actually started backwards. This is why you don't like breath work as much. (laughs) Third phase of breath is catharsis. That's holotropic. Uh, breath of life, things like that. Holotropic, in my opinion, should only be done once you have some breathing experience on the acute and the meditative. If you, if you jump right to a holotropic, it's like trying to skydive from outer space when you've never ridden in an airplane, it's going to be quite scary. So there's a natural progression with breath work, just like there is for any healing modality. The breathe program, the breathe breath and wellness program was built to give people this transcendence from the everyday stress of the modern world. So if somebody's feeling like they can't breathe, they're carrying extra weight, they have their brain that goes in circles and they're just really feeling the pain of overwhelm, use this lever, learn how to use this lever. You know, I'm not a religious man, but Jesus taught people how to fish. He didn't just give them fish. That's what breath work is. The Breathe Breath and Wellness Program is is teaching you how you can breathe so that you don't have to be a victim in your life anymore.
0: Awesome, 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 awesome. I've run way past where I wanted to go, so I'm going to come back a little bit. And the question is, you are American born and bred. Yes. Californian born and bred, or where did you grow up?
1: I grew up in La Mesa, which is in East County, San Diego. So the conversations about emotional intelligence there, not so much, (laughs) especially in the nineties, right? That's when I was growing up and going to high school. So I came from a very interesting place where a lot of people that uh, inhabited my area, you had to talk a certain way, you had to look a certain way, and you had to think a certain way. Otherwise, you were made fun of, right? And, and I'm talking everything from like racism to homophobia to how women should be treated. Like Every single thing you could imagine was present in the early 90s and mid 90s in East County La Mesa, San Diego. So I spent the majority of my adult life unpacking that reassociating my psyche to know that we are all love and that everyone gets to express themselves in any way they choose. Cause that's sovereignty. That's, that's why we're here. Mm. You know, it's light and free that way, isn't it? Yeah. As long as you live your life ready and I live my life and me living doesn't hurt you in any way. And you living doesn't hurt me in any way. Well, then it's, it's all good. There's, there's nothing to stress about. Well, they, that's, that's the phrase, yeah. live and let live, live and let die. So, <laughs> I, so I, that, I, that was, a, that was a learning curve for me coming from La Mesa, you know, so I had to do a lot of work to unpack that there.
0: So there was a lot of unlearning that you had to do in your, in your journey. Beautiful.
1: That's a beautiful phrase, isn't it? I love, I love that sentence. Unlearning. It's a, it's a word, actually. It's a great word. My friend here in Texas has a podcast called uh, The Great Unlearn. Or it's unlearning, I think, is his show, Cal. And um, I love it. I, I think we're all unlearning. People yeah. are seeking to learn but really what our soul wants is to unlearn the way that we've been wounded, the way that yes. things have been taught to us by fear. That's what creates addiction, right? Yes. I mean, addiction, as you know, I'm sure you've studied Gabor Mate's work. Right? I the, know the,
0: Gabor well, and I've got my own history with addiction very well. So I love that's Gabor. right.
1: Yeah. Well, he, he says that, and it's not just him, it's all great masters in the space of recovery. And that is the opposite of addiction is human connection, not just me connecting to you, mm but me connecting to me that's so that stuff. I can connect to you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a big part that people gloss over. And, and that wasn't the conversation in La Mesa in 1995.
0: <laughs> Fantastic. And did you grow up with, with with any sense of religion or spirituality in your home?
1: You know, it's interesting. My When I grew up, um, Christianity was kind of force-fed, you know, like how they make pate where they feed the geese. It's just mm-hmm. like stuffing it down there. And so when I was 12, 13, 14, when I started high school, because of how much wounding I had that I wasn't aware of, and because of how wounded my parents were that they were operating from that they also weren't aware of, I was so angry at God. I was like, if there's a God, why the hell would you let this happen? If God is real and if God is love, why do you allow this Mm. to occur? And I asked a very um, anthropomorphic question you know, I had limited understanding at that point. And so I chose to be angry at God, I would say, until about the age of 33. And so from 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 13 to 33, for a good two decades, I just gave the middle finger to God. And I said, you're not real, because why would you let this happen? Yeah. And it took me on a very challenging path, but it's also what brought me here to you. So I'm grateful for it. Mm-hmm. But I, I know there's an easier way. I don't think I don't think we are are always designed to learn by pain and contrast as a whole. I think pain can be a beautiful teacher, but I don't think that teacher needs to come around so often if we're truly integrating our yeah. lessons. So I'm, I actually got lost in your question. You asked me about religion. Don't ask me about religion, Freddie. I'm going to go into a rabbit hole, man, you, if you ask me about you, God.
0: You went, you, you went a beautiful route. You went exactly where, 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 where you were supposed to go. You answered okay. my question ultimately. And then the next question is, so what happened at 33?
1: At 33, I had, I had broken up with a previous girlfriend I was in a space where I really was dealing with some pretty severe depression. Honestly, I, I had left personal training. I didn't know what I wanted to do. David data calls it the space between purposes or, (laughs) um, uh, Charles Einstein calls it. Um, what does he say? Oh, he says the space between stories. Uh. So I had lived one story. My personal training career is over. I was in a space of figuring out what the next story would be. And so looking at my upbringing and the way that I, um, experience the unknowingness in life, there was a lot of challenges that were self created at that time for me. And so when I was experiencing contraction and pain and and the pain teacher was coming in rather than me being humble enough to breathe, not having the awareness about breath work, not having the awareness about different practices and tools, I was resisting the pain teacher. I was angry at God. I was resisting the pain teacher. I got to this point where I literally was like, I can't live like this anymore. And then, you know what, Freddie, it took another three years for me <laughs> to actually learn that I'm, I'm a very stubborn dude. So at 33, I, I got, I think I had a health scare. I had something going on. I, my immune system was crushed. <laughs> and anytime your immune system is crushed, you know, it's coming from you fighting the pain teacher. Yeah. You know, God works in mysterious ways. So anytime you try to resist God or be angry at God or fight God, God's just going to apply light pressure on you. Just like a parent would apply light pressure on a baby. You're not hurting the baby, but you're letting the baby know, like there's, there's guidelines for living here. And so from 33 to 35, 36, I was still resisting. And then at 36, all the wheels fell off the wagon, which I shared with you, you know, mom being sick, breaking up, losing everything. I remember I was on a golf course at, at, um, actually it was 35. I was 35 overlooking a golf course, tears in my eyes. It's the first time I just literally like with my knees on the hard parquet floor. And I looked up at the moon and I was like, God, tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. I, I gave up like, tell me what to tell me what to do. <laughs> you tell me what to do and I'll do it. What do you want me to do here? Cause I don't want to go back to that old life. I won't work wow. for anyone ever again. I'd actually rather die. And I mean that. And I think that's the true, that's the true meaning of being an entrepreneur. You are willing to do whatever it takes whatever it takes Mm. so that you are sovereign and you have your own freedom in your life and that if that includes dying well then you're willing to die for it and that's where i was at and so that was the big turning point for me was that what you referred to earlier as your spiritual awakening i've i've had two real big ones honestly and i had a third one recently so i it's funny like in my 30s i've had more spiritual awakenings than in my entire life I, i had three big ones 33 35 and then the next one was actually at 38. Okay. Can you, do you mind
0: going, going there with
1: this? No, well, I, I fell into the camp of, uh, Oh, as long as I have plant medicine, in my life, I'm getting closer to God, but it's actually not true because you can get close to God because your heart guides you there and because your healing is guiding you there. Your soul is guiding you there. You don't have to do plant medicine. I had a huge scare where I went down to Costa Rica. I can't mention the name of the place because honestly I don't want to be sued, but you'll know what I'm talking about. If you look at my work, you'll understand who this center is. I went down there, I got so scarred and I took on an entity. An entity is um, like a dark demonic being that comes into your system through plant medicine and it integrated into my body. I had to come mm. back home and heal it. I had to meet with a special practitioner to clear the entity from my system. And then uh, over the next 18 months, I really had to heal myself. Oh, my so um, that was my third spiritual awakening where I got a huge slap from ayahuasca and from from God, letting me know the power is within me. It is not found in a ceremony instead yeah. of a cup. The power is within me and in, in my integration here on planet earth. This is a ceremony, Freddie. What you and I are doing in this moment is a ceremony, true connection and true conversation is ceremony, Uh but we are all caught up in this day-to-day breathless interaction where no one's in their body. No one's breathing. Everybody's thinking about the next meeting or the next thing that's coming and no one's ever present. And so life is the ceremony. And so that was my Uh massive third awakening at 38.
0: Mm. And the first two.
1: Yeah, the first two were the ones I talked about, like the big one at 33, and then the the really nasty one at 36 when my knees were on the parquet floor. the okay, cool. over the golf course. So that...
0: And with that that specific one, the God that you spoke to on that day, was that the God you were angry at the previous 20 years?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure.
0: Awesome. I love this. I love I- That's why I love this podcast, is is to to hear this beautiful, beautiful uh, experience being shared and to to take that out and and to tell people that anything's possible. Everything's possible.
1: (laughs) Everything's possible to the degree that we're aware. That's the big one. If you and I are aware, then we can create anything. Anything is possible with awareness. Absolutely. But all of us, all I don't care who you are, I don't care if you're the king of England or if you're a janitor at a corporate structure, every single human being in some way has taken on what Mark Wolin calls energetic lessons or chords from previous generation. I had Mark Wolin on the show. He wrote a book called It Didn't Start With You. It's about generational trauma. Absolutely generational trauma is passed on without people knowing it it's passed on it's why it's why fathers hit wives it's why it's why drugs are in place too so anyways this the seeking of the replenishment of pain like the bereavement like everybody's seeking peace so the only way we can have peace is if we do our work to heal ourselves and quite frankly for for the majority of us and i would say almost all of us unless you're a very enlightened being is to actually heal the sins of your mother and father yeah. and the lessons that are unhealed and unintegrated from your mother and father. Otherwise, you will pass them on to your child. It Absolutely. will happen.
0: Absolutely. The first question I actually ask on my, my, my first book, The First Layer, which is a 12-step guide to work through the 12 steps in in, in in addiction, is discuss the history of addiction in your family. And so many people say there isn't, and I say No. You need to go and talk to your family. Yeah. It's there. <laughs> and it's amazing once they start digging what they find. That's right. <laughs> it, That's it, doesn't, right. it doesn't just happen. It, it doesn't just happen. We are dealing with generations of trauma that that that, that ends, up at, ends, up at, and ends up in us and then we're responsible for making that end. This is going to be my last question. I think we're running out of time. Yes. I read a beautiful two words on your website two words go together called wellness intelligence I really like that um explain to me what it is so that I can see if if, if if I'm if I think I know what it is <laughs> sure
1: yeah the, the the arc that I speak about that really answers your question is is a, a three-phase answer and that is when we look at real intelligence what it means to be intelligent specifically when it comes to wellness we all gather. We go out. We listen to the shows. We um, download the guides. We do. We we get all the things essentially. Then there's the second phase of intelligence, which is integrating. Trying. This is the application mm. phase. So in the application phase of intelligence, you're you're putting on the sweater. You're seeing if it itches. You're doing the breathing practices. You're going to meetings. In your case, you're, you're actually doing. You're applying the lessons. That you now know yeah. and then the third phase of intelligence that we all want to get to and so many people dangle a fake carrot to manipulate people to get to skipping and bypassing the gathering and application phase that third phase is called embodiment and when you have embodiment that means that your way of being is literally integrated on a cellular level on a psychosomatic level in your physical body So that when people are around you, they know who you are without you really having to share. But what happens is that when it comes to wellness, we are, I'm in a lesson right now. This right now is the most I've ever weighed as well. And so I'm having to look at in the mirror, not just a physical mirror, but also a personal psychological mirror. Okay. What are ways that I have been using food or not using my movement as a way to not nourish and love myself? Because stress is gonna come. And so true wellness intelligence is your ability to integrate and embody the application and the gathering, that's the phase. And also to have your embodiment truly tested by life and by God, because life is going to continue to test your level of embodiment of how intelligent you actually are. And so the only way that you can do that is to surrender and be humble when you get to phases like where you and I are at, where it's like, okay, let me take an honest look. Let me feel my ego be pissed off. Let me love my ego. Let me just love everything at the bottom of mm. all this. Your ego, your young child, your adolescent child, your adult. Mm. They just want love. All these archetypes just want love. Absolutely. They just want to be held. They just want to be yeah. held and told everything's okay. So it is your responsibility as a father of yourself to be able to do that.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and so that's what we're all working towards is the embodiment. Awesome.
0: <laughs> that's wonderful. <laughs> Josh, tell my, tell my listeners where they can find you.
1: Go to wellnessforce.com forward slash M 21. That's going to be where you can really begin this journey of the intelligence arc I talked about, but also yes. I'll give you something practical you can use like right away for free. Mm-hmm. So that's where I would start wellnessforce.com forward slash M 21. Awesome.
0: That is truly wonderful and um on your website we can also find your um your podcast there so yes. all your episodes are there so um listeners yes. feel free to go and, and 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 track Josh down i'm going to put a link to your website and to m21 on on the intro to the to the podcast so that people can just one one click away from from fi- from from finding you and um and sharing the wonderful experiences you you bring into the healing space. So Josh, with that, thank I you. want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. I really appreciate your time, your energy, your 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 whatever you brought into this beautiful space. And I'm wishing you a most beautiful rest of your day. And I honestly hope that when I when not if when I get to America and I get to California, then I can pop over the border and come and t- have a cup of tea and learn more about what's the right way to breathe
1: thank you Freddie. thanks for having me i really believe that if people listen and integrate what we talked about there will be some meaningful change so thanks for having me in your space fantastic
0: look after yourself enjoy your next meeting and again we show how small the world has become Another seamless conversation between two people trying the utmost to make the world a better place from two opposite sides of the world. I wish Joss and his Wellness Force media team all of the best and thank them for what they do to change the world. If you want to know more about what I do, please feel free to connect with me on my website, which is www.freddy.org.za or find me on Facebook at either Meet Me in the Field or Freddy Counselor or on Twitter at at Freddy, or Instagram at Freddy Counselor. Remember that Freddy is always spelled with an IE at the end. Thank you for listening. Be safe. Bye.